This will surely be a night to remember. Today on Podcast Magoria. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria's Halloween A to Z. My name's Autumn. And I'm James. And today we continue our Halloween A to Z with our P movie. P being for prom night. Yes! This 1980 hour and 32 minute long classic featuring Jamie Lee Curtis. The Queen. Of Scream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, a lot of people, of course, know her best for probably like, you know, Halloween. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. But <laughs> right. this, this one is also, uh, she's got a lot of horror movies under her belt. Like, especially in this little chunk of time. Like, yeah. there is a ton of them. Um, yeah. And um, I think that this is probably one of the more well-known ones. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I remember catching this a lot as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I had actually seen this or not. I am relatively sure that I haven't formally watched it. I'm sure it was on TV and I was in the room at the same time, but I, I honestly don't think I've ever actually watched this from start to finish mm-hmm. before. It's your stereotypical, you know, high school slasher film. It, I mean... We've reviewed several movies that are basically this plot. Yeah, and I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, but it's obvious someone somewhere was inspired by someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because there was a lot of times when we were watching this that we were like, oh, this part's just like uh, Slaughter High. Yeah. Oh, this one's just like horror high. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, it, it like very, very similar to just about any of the slashers that you'll see from the 80s. This movie also features Leslie Nielsen. Hey! hey. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was only a few episodes ago we were talking about him. My gosh, how many horror movies did Leslie Nielsen actually do? A lot more than I guess I had realized. Me too, because I always assumed he was a comedy guy, but... I'm I guess starting like, to think he might be more of a horror guy. Well, I mean, it was, I guess, like, he he was a genre jumper because like, he, he started out as, like, a serious, serious actor and then did sci-fi. And I guess, inevitably, horror would be the next logical step. Right. But anywho, let's start talking about this movie. Um, it starts out with uh, an abandoned school. And kids playing killers are coming is a game. I, I mean, it's essentially a hide and seek. Um, yeah. Hide and seek tag. Hide and seek tag. Hide and seek variation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, w- with a horrifying concept. Mm. But yes, with a horrifying concept to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You know, kids are you know, doing the hiding, doing the seeking. 
Um, we end up seeing Nick, one of the boys, uh, walking across uh, the outside like landing of the roof. And uh, three other kids are walking along going, hey, Nick, what you doing? He's like, shush, shush, you little turds. <laughs> um, these uh, two of the three kids are just like, we're going to get out of here. But the third kid, Robin, is just like, well, I think I might stay. And they're just like, all right, cool. And, and um, her brother Alex is just like, all right, well, bye, fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess all these kids knew each other mm-hmm. and these three got left out of the game. Yeah. So they're a little mm, more salty about it than yeah. the one sister. And she's like, well, I want to stay back and play. Yeah. And so she goes in. And as she's walking into the school, there is a uh, uh, we actually get the the title of the movie and a credit sequence uh, while she's you know walking around and kids are still doing the hide and seek thing. It's a pretty long shot of all of this stuff of kids, you know, playing killer, essentially. Eventually, Robin ends up running into she ends up running into Nick mm-hmm. and Nick is just like. Killer's here, killer's here, which I guess, like, if you want to sell somebody out, yeah. that's, like, a part of the game to yeah. get them off your your ass. Kind of rude. Yeah. But this sets off the rest of the kids to come chase uh, Robin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all get her cornered in a hallway to where, you know, she's, like, slowly backing up as they get closer and closer. Yeah. Chanting and kill. And for some reason, she climbs up on this landing, yeah. and then she keeps backing up, even though she's out of the way of them, and promptly falls out a window. Yep, she falls to her death. And um, well, she could have been all right. She could have been this all right. moment. Yeah, Wendy, the main like kind of bully girl, tells the other kids, uh, Jude, Kelly, and Nick, that they will never talk about this. Ever again. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Kelly is kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe we should. But she's quickly swayed. Um, Nick is also kind of remorseful about yeah, it and going, yeah. we well, should get help. Yeah. This is a, uh, I know what you did last summer kind of situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they all eventually do end up promising each other. Yeah, we'll never talk about this day ever again. Let's run. Yeah. I never understand these kind of scenarios in uh, movies. <laughs> we end up seeing later on that, um, you know, that all the ambulances and the cop cars and stuff have arrived. And, hey, there's Leslie Nielsen. Um, <laughs> yeah, at first I thought he was going to be a detective on the case. Yeah. It turns out that he's actually Robin's dad. Yeah, because he's examining the body yeah. at first. I guess it's, it's to confirm. Yeah. Um, And then the mom shows up, too, and she's crying. And then it's six years later. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the anniversary of Robin's death. Um, the family's at the graveyard visiting. Um, You know, and so you see uh, Alex much older and also his other sister, Kim, Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis. Well, luckily she's a main character in this. That's right. (laughs) Kim ends up kind of like mentioning to Alex after this uh, that she's trying to like set him up to date somebody. Are we having a -a hack-o'-lantern situation here? Yeah, uh, very weird to be playing matchmaker in this situation. (laughs) But, you know, whatever. Um, I just kind of realized this movie is basically hack-o'-lantern, but done right. Ah. 
without the devil stuff. But without the devil stuff. But it's basically everybody's prep. The good chunk of the movie, everybody's prepping for the party. Right. And uh, then the party happens and murders happen. And yeah. the family's not incestuous. <laughs> True. There's no um, grandpa that we can't understand. That's right. But, and I mean... also there's no stand-up comedy set in the middle <laughs> of the movie. Spoiler and alert. No strippers <laughs> either. Yeah. Yeah, no strippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At school, though... We come to find out Leslie Nielsen's actual job in this movie, which is the principal of the high school that um, our siblings happen to go to as Mm -hmm. well. While they're walking up to the school, um, we see a groundskeeper kind of watching from the bushes with the suspicious music playing overhead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They got a nice little spooky music. And then this movie doesn't, like, take its time with this. We end up getting our first killer phone call uh, uh-huh. to Jude basically just going ah, you know, hey, it's your time soon Jude and can I get you and then Jude's just like oh this is horrifying time to walk to school <laughs> hmm. and uh, she ends up getting approached by a guy in a van uh, yeah um, <sighs> kind of calls him creepy yeah oh but yeah I'll get a ride from you but you have to drop me off here yeah you absolutely have to yeah. drop me off yeah. here you can't go murdering me in the bushes or something the next phone call happens Kelly ends up getting the call saying tonight it's my turn um, <laughs> Kelly ends up getting uh, spooked by Drew well uh, <laughs> because she thinks that Drew is the one on the other line yeah. and so she's walking around she hears something I don't necessarily remember because there wasn't like a knock on the door or anything but she yet she's got like a but yeah she looks outside yeah and's like drew drew i know that's you Mm -hmm. but he he was around because he he shows up behind her and gives her a nice little scare yeah um and they flirt a little bit and then leave. Yep. Everybody's really nonchalant about these phone calls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it is just flat out. Like, I don't think anybody's putting pieces together. Go, like, no one's going, this is the anniversary of Robin's death. Oh, my God. Like, it's none of that. Yeah. Um. I mean, we do see Nick gets his phone call, too. But he happens to just be leaving his house as it happens. And he's like, uh, it's probably just... Uh, it's probably just windy. Yeah. Like she's trying to get back with me since we broke up, so I'm not going to answer it. Yeah. Um. It, it's just it's weird that n- none of these people talk to each other. Get yeah, right. And go, hey, did you receive a weird phone call this morning? So that's why I, you know, this is the model that a lot of future movies are based off of. But right. this is definitely not exactly like perfect at that mm-hmm. um we then end up getting just these random scenes of like a man running around he ends up catching fire uh men are in a hospital um and then we have a discussion about um how this guy named uh leonard is a, a maniac that escaped from uh, the institution nearby, and that he was the person that had uh, been pegged with killing Robin. Yeah. Where would we have gathered any of that information? 
we were just like, why are we getting these sudden scenes of somebody on fire? Who yeah. the hell is Leonard? <laughs> yeah. Because they just talk about him so matter of factly. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, and I don't it's no it's no secret that like when we're watching the movies and stuff, I'll follow along the plot like, you know, either like IMDB or Wikipedia or what have you. Right. Like a fandom site or something, just because, you know, sometimes I get a little bit lost in the dialogue. And I was like, wait, what the hell's happening? And mm-hmm. I paused it to see. Yeah. And, and usually I have to go to you to be like, wait a second, what? Yeah. And Leonard's not even listed. Like, th- th- this whole plot point isn't like listed in the movie uh, like in the in the description of the film and it's just like we didn't even get any like newspaper articles or anything like no. flying across the screen going maniac caught and young no. child's death or yeah. something like that if it would have been it could have been so simple if they would just have like somebody listening to the radio and it said oh you know 14 years ago today was it that's a robin you know blah 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 blah. you know leonard so-and-so like if and that would have been escaped from the asylum and... right anything else but because they just kind of throw these flat out jarring shots mm-hmm. and then as a matter of fact we go oh you know leonard blah 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 you know and that he's he was in the hospital and then he escaped from the hospital also yeah and then this next scene is the lieutenant of the police department uh getting a phone call saying that they found the nurse that was treating Leonard yeah and he's just like he's back as if he's fucking Mike Myers but what does the nurse have to do with any of it I guess like, maybe did she get close enough to know all of his secrets or something? Right. Well, I think that he stole her van and that's all oh. we really know. Which Okay. Which like that I guess would have been it was oh, they were I, trying was, to make they were it trying where, to make it a red herring. Yeah, moment. red herring with slick because he's got a van. Yeah, but it's so poorly executed. Yeah, because I mean I wasn't really thinking about that scene at this moment because yeah. I was kind of dismissing all of the bullies because I'm. I ultimately knew or yeah. know what's going to happen to them. So sure. I'm like, Psh, I don't care. <laughs> but this is like a plot point that should have been kind of like, if you're going to use it as a red herring, make it important. Like, yeah. Like, make it a thing. But because it's so like garbled dialogue and all that stuff, like honestly, we're analyzing it more now than the movie did the entire run of the film. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, another phone call happens with Wendy um, where the, the, killer is just like do you still play games and of course wendy thinks that it's nick yeah since they're in this weird lovers quarrel like and we'll get to that because it's yeah. weird yeah it's it's wendy's a weird one to begin. wendy is a weird one because we see a lot of her character here mm-hmm. and she is so mean to her mom, mom grandma, grandma. Aunt caretaker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she's necessarily supposed to be, but Wendy is horrible to her and she just yeah. seems so sweet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't care what happens to Wendy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, flat out. Can't wait till she dies. <laughs> um at school we see everybody, you know, it, it's it's just, you know, practically school stock footage, kids doing their locker business and all that stuff. Um uh, Judy yeah, Kim. talking talking about prom dates. Very, yeah. very, very hack o' lantern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Judy Kim and um, Kelly are walking through the hall, and um, we uh, 
we see uh, we end up getting introduced to another character, Lou, who uh-huh. is uh, being a complete creep uh, towards him. An a t- exceptionally stereotypical bully character, unfortunate unibrow, like yeah. goofball, like being like be, he's being a creep on Kim. Which apparently, see, I never picked up on it in the movie, and I read somewhere that there was scenes that mentioned that they had been a couple at one point. And I'm like, really, Kim? <laughs> right. Well, it just, it feels like each one of them kind of like went down the line. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like Lou has... Lou got with each yeah. one of them. Um, uh, Nick got with the with with each one of them. You know, Wendy got around. Like it's just like everybody just kind of you know tested the waters. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> um, Kim ends up seeing uh, Wendy kissing Nick. And okay, so Nick said, "Oh, we're broken up. I don't want to talk to her. She's yeah. trying to get back with me." Yeah. And then they're kissing in the hallway. Yeah. And Kim sees this, and Kim and Nick are together now. And she doesn't flip out. No, she she looks like she thinks it's funny. Yeah, she's joking around with Nick about it. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. We see the officers and such at the old school looking at the uh, the body of the nurse. Uh-huh. Ah, this is where it starts to make sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we were getting a phone call about the nurse because she was found dead. Uh-huh. Not just found. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know if it was just the way that the dialogue was in the oh, yeah, previous absolutely. scene. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they didn't mention that they found her body. Body, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. They were just like, it's like, oh yeah, we found her. Okay, okay. I'm glad I wasn't confused. I wasn't the only one confused until I saw her body and was like, right. ooh. Yeah, they discuss more about how they're like, oh, yeah, this guarantees that Leonard is back and he's killing. And and like the doctor that's pretty unimportant to the rest of the movie um, is talking to Lieutenant going, oh, well, we have to keep this quiet. We don't want anybody to panic, you know, and it's just like, all right, cool. So the cops and stuff are just going to kind of keep this under wraps as they're you know doing the investigation and killings happening. Back to uh, Kim. We see her enter the auditorium by herself and kind of dances on the dance floor a little bit. And Wendy is watching and Wendy ends up kind of giving her shit about taking her man. And Kim's just like, well, you know, you can kindly fuck off. And and Wendy's just like, you'll be the one doing the fucking. I mean, <laughs> Wendy's still kissing on Nick and Kim doesn't have a problem with it. So, yeah. I mean, what's the big deal, ladies? Right? Let's just share, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, is this a killer clowns from outer space situation? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, we end up seeing the like the the hands of the killer tearing out pictures of each one of the students that were involved in the death of Robin, uh, tearing their pictures out of the yearbook. Cool. Setting up some suspense, I suppose. <laughs> Back at school, it's lunchtime, and we see Kim be the subject of some harassment from a strange person yeah a creep in a ski mask gives her a big old kiss okay and uh i know security at schools wasn't the greatest at this time yet but yeah what the fuck's happening but what the hell (laughs) yeah this results in a big old brawl which i didn't like i was like because alex ends up you know defending his sister Mm -hmm. and stuff and gets this fight but he's not fighting the guy in a ski mask he's fighting two random goons yeah and I was just like, what the fuck's happening? Because we haven't seen these two characters no. until this moment. 
And it took me almost the entire movie to finally figure out who the fuck these guys were. Right. Um, and, I mean, we wouldn't gather that from this scene necessarily. No. Because it turns out that the guy in the mask is Lou. Yeah. He's just trying to uh, assault uh, Kim this entire movie. Like, Pretty his much. whole plan is to just do something horrible to Kim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, yeah, he's very, like, generic about his, like descriptors as far as like something i'm something's happening to kim tonight yeah well i mean i know what they're alluding to but my god that's horrible oh yeah it absolutely is especially because he's got friends that are helping him with it right they're they're accomplices but i guess this is supposed to be another red herring situation of oh if lou's horrible enough to plan to do something like that then he's got to be horrible enough to to kill people sure um, Lou and Alex end up being taken to the principal's office, um, which, um, you know, Alex's dad, uh, just ki- basically gives a speech of, you know, you probably think because, uh, my son, uh, you know, I'm the principal and Alex is my son that he's going to get special treatment. And we you know what? You're right. He is. You've been a complete terror and you're suspended. Yeah. That's what I was thinking before he even finished it. I yeah. was like, well, it seems like Lou's a really horrible guy. So yeah, yeah I would have already had him suspended before yeah. this. Yeah. In this scene, we see Leslie Nielsen look out the window and uh, sees a, uh, a blue VW Beetle drive by, which the reason why I bring this up is because we did not mention earlier that that was like one of the cars that's attached to the killer. Yeah. Um, we mentioned the van. We mentioned the van, which the van, I guess, wasn't important. And then the blue <laughs> w, uh, the VW is, uh, is the next thing. I'm pretty sure that this is the last time in the entire movie that the VW's ever actually in the movie. Yeah, because I think they mention it another time. Yeah, they maybe like, but that's when they are like, well, we'll get to that. But that's, yeah. the last time it's mentioned is when it's resolved. Yeah, yeah. And hmm. it's, so it's, it's, it's not a good red herring. No, no. <laughs> At the station, the lieutenant is having a, inner monologue to himself about yeah. the killings yeah. and he has to figure this out before anyone else is killed that's right it'd be nice if he was a more important character it would be <laughs> and it would be nice to see him do more investigating instead yeah. of always being on the phone yeah because that's all he's doing he his he's driving the narrative but he's doing what actual police doing. I you need, need movie police. You need a Columbo is what you I need. I need a Columbo situation. Right. <laughs> um, instead, we just, yes, we have this awkward scene. And then it's all, uh, you know, like the gang and stuff at the park slash beach slash cliffs. Yeah, I don't know where this movie is supposed to take place. But that does not look like a safe place to no. be having a stroll Right on the edge of the cliff. I'm going to pretend that it's Monterey, California. Okay. Kim uh, talks about how today is Robin's uh, day uh, to Nick as they're strolling. And that she says that that she's just like, she's talking about being the queen of the prom and all this. Could have been Robin, the queen. Yeah, it could have been Robin, but instead it's her. Um, Nick tells Kim that, you know, he's sorry about Robin's death and starts to kind of almost like confess to her that him and the, and the other kids were behind it. Yeah. 
which is but, probably too many years too late. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he he mentions though. Yeah, I was there on the day of her death, and yeah. I remember it. Which Kim should have also remembered that he was there, since they all saw him yeah. and was like, "Hey, why why has nothing been said yet mm-hmm. that uh, that the kids went to trial?" Yeah, it's really interesting. Like. like Nick is almost a sympathetic character. He is. But they just don't stick the landing for that. No, nope. I guess this isn't a date night, though, because the school bell rings and everyone runs off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess the school's <laughs> next to the bluffs. I... <laughs> um, location? Location, location. Location. Yeah, um, at local burger place, uh, Wendy and Lou are together in a car, and Lou is uh, ogling uh, one of the waitresses. Um, Wendy starts ordering food. He's just like, I don't got money for that. And she's just like, okay, I'll pay for it. And he's like, oh, well, if that's the case, give me a couple of burgers, a fry, a Coke, and uh, what do you want? You know, just, A large number three, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, triple right. Burger. I need a triple oh. burger. I need two milkshakes. I need to have a couple apple fritters. Yeah, yeah. He orders the menu. <laughs> but but anyway, like they're discussing revenge on Kim. I don't like. Yeah. Man, this is. It's getting that. It's it's. We're getting into like carry territory. Yeah, because it seems like everybody wants to like pick on Kim, even yeah. though she's gonna, she's just kind of there. She's just kind of there. Yeah. And why would Wendy want to get revenge on Kim when it's, it's Kim's yeah. sister that died? Yeah. It's the it's it, there's no the drive, drive. Yeah, to these bullies. It's <laughs> really weird because yeah, because there is, and he started to kind of touch on it a little bit with the cafeteria scene, um, where there is. Almost like this subplot that Kim isn't actually a popular person uh-huh. and that it's almost as if her being prom queen is like a pity thing. Yeah, they voted for her to for because her sister died. But if but the only reason why that that narrative doesn't work is because of the fact that you see her regularly hanging out with the other gals. Yeah. From the gang. And yeah. it's just like I it's so weird to me that everybody that was involved with her sister's death are ultimately her good friends. Yeah. And I mean, I use the term good friends loosely, but, but it's that's just all, such a... That's all we see her talk to yeah, is yeah. them and Nick. You don't ever see her like going home and having a hard time. And because like, you know, where her, her brother Alex is trying to be like protective outside mm-hmm. of the time where she gets assaulted by Lou. Mm-hmm. Alex is barely in the picture. Yeah. And it's just like, well, if you're trying to make this narrative of, you know, brother protector and all that kind of stuff, maybe have him show up more than once or twice. <laughs> Kim is doing some tennis practice and one of the girls, uh, Vicky, ends up mooning uh, the uh, the groundskeeper. For what reason? For nudity. <laughs> and speaking of nudity, it's now in the locker room scene. We get a little bit more of, of side boobs. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Kim and Kelly are just talking, you know. It's it's kind of this hack of lantern uh, talking about the evening and yeah, and uh, Kelly's talking about how Drew is is kind of giving her, pressuring her into 
you're maybe doing something tonight at prom. Yeah. Wendy's at her locker and she opens it up and finds a piece of broken mirror. Yeah. And Jude walks up to her and goes, hey, I got one of those too. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, kind of weird. That is very strange. Kim and Kelly, they're, you know, discussing more about the evening and um, they end up, you know, hearing the sound of like glass breaking or whatever and they get freaked out. And they look out in the hall to see if there's anybody around, which there's not. And they go back into the locker room and they're just like, oh, this is this is creepy. Uh, Kim ends up noticing that like there's a piece of the mirror missing, which mm-hmm. is, you know, well, we saw what happened where, where that went. Yeah. Um, and then Kim ends up seeing Mr. Sykes, the janitor, fixing a light outside the locker room, which is like, oh, maybe it was the janitor that Ooh. did this. Too many red herrings. There's a, like, I mean, this is a regular fish market. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the prom area, Mm -hmm. we have a teacher showing Kim and Nick uh, what they're going to be doing uh, once they get crowned. So it's kind of a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Wendy and Lou are watching menacingly. They are watching from behind the curtain as if they're John Lovitz and the wedding singer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's not even subtle. Like, the shot of, like, Kim and Nick standing with the teacher, and then Wendy and Lou, like... A foot away. Yeah, like, a foot away, standing, (laughs) like... Like, they're not even, like, peeking around the curtain. The curtain's open by, like, about two feet, and they're just kind of standing there. Yeah. It's just like, well, that's kind of fucking weird. Uh, of course, though, Kim and Nick, I don't think they noticed this because they're just going on and on about the contest. And mm-hmm. Kim's like rolling her eyes going, yeah, I can't believe I'm prom queen. Uh. Yeah. We end up seeing Mr. Sykes cleaning up the broken mirror in the locker room, which um, Kim is walking down the hallway by herself. And she hears him cleaning up the, the broken mirror and is on like she's like really tense, like on edge as if. She's already seen people getting killed or something. It's it's, it's kind of weird how like forced tense the scene is, mm-hmm. where she's just like oh, and like the music's really like kind of like you know you get like the string instruments. Yeah, you know, she keeps like, like checking behind her back. Yeah. <gasps> Back with the police department, mm-hmm. the lieutenant has all of his men patrolling. Yeah. All the areas around the town looking for the blue Volkswagen. And they're like, we've looked and looked and looked, boss. And we just can't see a freaking blue Volkswagen. You'd think we'd see one by now. Well, keep watching, kids. (laughs) <laughs> that's, what, that's what that's what lieutenant says to uh to yeah officers. That's, yeah that's keep looking kids keep looking kids <laughs> <laughs> wendy's on the phone talking to who i assume is lou about the uh plans for the evening she's kind of talking in a in like a in like a sexy way mm-hmm. um which is why i don't think it's lou she also has a picture of nick next to her bed yeah well I assume that it's Lou because she starts to talk a little more and more menacingly. Yeah. To where she's like, I want to make sure it's the most unforgettable night ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that little bit of like, okay, maybe maybe she's not talking about blowies. Yeah, but also she might be talking of killing. That's right. Kim's getting ready for, for prom and uh, her mom comes in and it's just like, do you have my dark lipstick? 
my dark lipstick. I just can't find it. Like she's she's having a little bit of a manic breakdown yeah. over this lipstick, yeah. which is really weird. Uh-huh. Kim, of course, is like, I didn't take your lipstick. I don't even wear a color like that. Yeah. And mom has to leave without her lipstick because her and dad have to get to the prom before everybody else. Yeah, they're the chaperones. As they're getting into the station wagon, a shadowy figure watching uh, from the bushes and then approaches the house. Alex and Kim have a little bit of like sibling goofing around. Ding dong, the bell rings and it's Nick. He's arrived to pick Kim up for the big night. And as he's waiting for Kim, he's just standing there nervously looking at a picture of Robin. Yeah, yeah. Which then after they leave... The camera stares nervously at a picture of Robin. <laughs> the camera. <laughs> Wendy is picked up by Lou and his goons, uh, which she's just like, wait, who the fuck are these guys? Which is what I was saying. That's what we were yeah. saying. <laughs> <laughs> but we we also see Wendy being mean to her guardian. And this is also where, though, I was like, how did nearly everybody seemingly date Lou? Right. Because he is a total freaking loser. He shows up not even ready for prom. He's like, ah, my tux is in the back. Yeah, yeah. He's just a complete garbage human being. Yeah. And, and like, I think you kind of see, like, Wendy kind of coming to that realization. Yeah. Um, But she's in too deep. She is, and he's part of the plan now. That's right. So We end up seeing a telephone next to a yearbook (laughs) with the pictures pulled out. But one of the pictures that remains in the yearbook is a picture of Lou. Oh, maybe Lou is the killer. It's dancing time, folks. And that dance floor is a bumping. Yes, it is. There is disco music playing throughout the entire last half of this movie. Absolutely. We hear it in the background. We hear it in the foreground. We hear it over stuff. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Kim uh, takes her dad out onto the dance floor. And so we get to see Leslie Nielsen do a little bit of awkward shuffling. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he is nervous about the night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They they put a lot of work into this prom. Mm -hmm. And everybody is just oblivious to there being a killer on the loose, it seems. I don't think anybody listened to the radio on this day. Nope. Wendy arrives with uh, Lou and Goons, and uh, the dad sees Lou and doesn't immediately go over and say, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? You're suspended. Because, like, when I was in school... If you're suspended, you don't get to go to school functions like you. you, Yeah. Like until you have paid your due, (laughs) like that's it. Yeah. I don't know what school gives special permissions for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Kim goes over to her date and we get a disco dance break. That's right. It's a good two minutes of a full choreographed disco dance yes it is and uh i mean we always love to see jamie lee curtis bust mm-hmm. a move so very entertaining yeah, despite yeah. it breaking up the tense moments absolutely <laughs> yeah um the lieutenant ends up arriving at the prom he's talking on the phone getting updates about where the killer is that's right because he's still out there on the loose um, he doesn't want to work the whole night of this prom being worried about a killer. That's right. Kim and the ga- gang of gals are in the bathroom freshening up mm-hmm. and, you know, they all are like, ooh, 
we might get lucky tonight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the usual girl stuff. And as they walk out of the bathroom, Kelly stays behind. The dancing continues out on the floor and Lou and Wendy are dancing. But Wendy easily slips off because Lou is distracted by another gal. Mm -hmm. Kelly had stayed behind, I guess, to meet up with her date, Drew. Mm -hmm. And we catch them canoodling in the locker room. She's hesitant. He's a jerk about it. Yeah. And he leaves her, in fact, like throwing his corsage at her. Yeah, like, yeah. Just a diva move, you yeah, know? Yeah, he's completely <laughs> upset that she just flat out doesn't want to go all the way with him. And unfortunately, this is a perfect moment for the killer to get Kelly. Easy kill. Yeah, yeah, really easy. <laughs> she makes a goofy face as she dies. Yeah, she does. <laughs> it's your normal stereotypical slasher kill. Yeah, like absolutely. Nothing, nothing special yep. about it. Throat cut the end. Throat cut the end. Uh, Nick and Wendy are now dancing. Flirting. Yeah. This time Kim gets a little pissed off about it and yeah. storms off. Well, because I mean, it is fucking prom. Come on. But doesn't yell at him. No. Doesn't go, what the fuck, yeah. Nick? Yeah. <laughs> Checking in with Jude. Oh, don't come a knocking if the van is rocking. Yeah, yeah. She's doing it with Slick. <laughs> I guess they formed a relationship from that one van ride. <laughs> That's right. They end up learning that each one of them, like, they're each other's first. Ooh. Um, and I mean, I don't know. It's kind of cute. They're oh, kind of yeah, cute together. Yeah, they're kind of a cute couple. It's a shame that we didn't get more exposure to them. And it's a shame that we don't know exactly how old Slick is. <laughs> Yeah. Because I don't know if he's an adult that picked her up. Yeah. Or unknown. if we it's never a see teenager. Like, yeah, because I don't think we ever see him actually in the school. Yeah. That's why I'm like, uh, this is questionable. Could older, be a 20-year-old. Yeah, older man. Well, you know, it's, it's 1980. It's, it's right, standard right. procedure at this point still. Right. The killer stalks them as jude is just like hey let's go do it on the bluffs and which okay she says that they go lay down a blanket they fiddle around a little bit and then get up and... a few seconds later and go back to the van yeah which you know it turns out slick is a little bit of a uh, a party guy because <laughs> they're just like let's smoke another joint and he opens up a history book that's full of joints yeah. in a hidden compartment. Yeah. Um, of course, we, ma I, me and the roommate, we made a, a gutter weed joke uh, yeah. going, ah, oh, too bad it's all gutter weed. <laughs> <laughs> the killer pops in, and, uh, makes quick work of uh, Jude as Slick and the killer uh, struggle. Well, okay, Slick just straight up punches him yeah, yeah. and tries to drive off. Yeah. Like, Slick is the hero here. Yeah, Slick is kind of an action star. And, you know, the, the killer is, like, on the side of the van trying to, to you know, kill Slick and all that stuff. And there's a whole lot of driving around. And the whole time I'm, I'm saying, watch out, Slick, you're going to drive off the bluff. And, <laughs> unfortunately, this does happen. Yeah. Um... Which, the van, it starts to explode before it. <laughs> they had it rigged up, obviously, and... Uh... They push the button a little too Just soon. Just a little too soon. Yeah. But honestly, out of this movie, probably my favorite scene oh, yeah. out of all the kills. Yeah, yeah. So, good job. It was interesting. It was fun. Yeah. Do, 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 do. 
Dance break. Dance break. Disco dance break again. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Told you there was a lot of disco in this movie, yeah. guys. Um, Wendy is trying to tell Lou about something, and he is just so dismissive of her. Yeah. Like, I, she might as well just be like, you know what? You have your fun, Lou. Yeah. yeah. You're not part of the plan anymore. Yeah. Uh, Which, I mean, that's essentially what happens. Yeah, that's basically she, what happens. She storms off and to go refresh herself. That's right. The killer just happens to catch up with her yeah. and chase her throughout the school. This is such a long chase scene it for a is. character that I flat out don't care about. It, yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing that makes this scene worth it is the fact that the killer is a little bit of a goofball when running. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Wendy has kind of a goofy yeah. run, too, because she's like flailing her arms like weirdly. Yeah. But the killer's legs are what look so cartoonish because yeah, yeah. I don't know if the it's shoes like weird, were like yeah. slippery or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, he's got because they, they run through um, the gym. They end up running through like she ends up hiding in the garage mm-hmm. um, at one point. Um, she gets a good like couple hits on him as well. Yeah, uh, this is a good 10 minutes of this, the killer trying to kill Wendy. Yeah. Um, because... As you said, we're running through the gym. We go through a bio room. She yeah. ends up in the garage, hides in a car. Yeah. The killer has an axe, though. So, yeah. of course, as soon as he hears her, he yeah. smashes the window of the car. She escapes that and ends up in another room. Yeah, well, she ends up in the janitor closet hiding. Yeah. And um, and that's when we see... Um, that's when there is... Little drippy sounds, and probably one of the more tense scenes. In yeah, the oh, absolutely. Movie. Yeah, because because the, the killer is like stalking in the halls. Wendy ends up seeing that the drippy sound is from the blood dripping from Kelly's body. Mm. She screams. Killer finds her. Dead. The end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all of the girl bullies easily taken care yep. of. Ta-da, the end should be right. All the revenge is done. You would think. Well, I mean, we still need Nick, but he, as I said, he seems remorseful, so maybe he's forgiven. Yeah. Well, real quick before uh, we go on to issues with Nick or Nick being um, taken care of, the officers end up having a conversation about how they found the guy that had escaped from the institution and everything is taken care of. Hooray. Now I can spend the rest of the night working this prom with no worries. Lieutenant says. Yep. More, more dancing is going on. Kim is looking for her dad. Can't, can't find him. And, uh, the officers are taking, uh, Mr. Sykes away, uh, because he is drunk as a skunk. And warning everybody about a killer. Yeah. He's the only character that has actually mentioned that there is a killer loose. Yeah. He's the only one that was like actually aware. Yeah. Nobody else. Because the cops are barely aware. <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of the kids are asking, hey, why are there cops around yeah. the school? What's going on? Also, the fact that, you know, half the characters disappear Right. <laughs> no one's going, hey, where's where's Kelly? Where's Jennifer? Yeah, Where Kim has not asked about any of her friends all night. <laughs> yeah. It's almost showtime, folks. Lou and his goons are 
preparing to do their deed. Lou doesn't care that Wendy is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And um, Kim and Nick are getting ready to take the stage wearing their crowns. Mm-hmm. They are getting ready for the crowning. That's right. Lou and his one of his goons ends up be- beating up Nick. So Lou can wear the crown. I guess his plan was to come out on the stage. Uh, yeah, I don't know necessarily what his plan was here. Um, and Kim didn't. It, Kim is like the most oblivious person I have ever seen in a movie because For she real. doesn't even realize that Nick got beat up and dragged off. Yeah. And then, yeah, what was Lou's plan to be like, haha, I'm prom king now, so you have to go out with me? Or yeah. was he going to take her right there in front of everybody? I don't know. Have all those witnesses? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. One of the other goons is sneaking up from behind Kim also. Showtime begins. The horns play, which is supposed to be the signal for Kim and Nick to come out on stage. However, this is a signal for the killer to uh, lop off Lou's head, which I don't (laughs) like. Do We talked about this when we were watching it. Uh I don't think that the killer knew that it was Lou. Yeah, I think the killer assumed it was Nick still. Yeah. Um, so, whoops. Yeah. Didn't kill Nick. But it is so funny that Lou's head goes rolling out on the stage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's super funny. And everybody just runs screaming out of that auditorium. Yeah. It's chaos. Another funny thing that happens during this is the killer swung so hard that he actually... Shocks himself. Yeah, he electrocutes right. himself. I forgot about it's that. It's so funny. So he ends up getting kind of like knocked out for a second. All hell breaks loose basically as everybody's freaking out because a head rolled onto the stage. Kim ends up finding a disoriented Nick uh, the same time at which the killer wakes up and attacks. Luckily, this is a fight scene set to disco. Yeah, the disco is pumping right now. Yeah. And just... And we get a good fight scene with the disco track over, and you're just dancing. Yeah, they're practically just, hitting you, each other on, on, on beat. Yeah, you can't help yourself. You're yeah. just, like, grooving during this scene. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, beat him up, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Kim ends up getting a hold of the axe, and um, while Nick is struggling with the killer, she ends up... She doesn't axe him in the head. She just kind of clubs him with the back of the axe instead. Yeah, which smart because yeah. we don't want to kill the person. Yeah, that we want to catch him. We yeah. want to catch him. Yeah, as the killer is kind of like disoriented, Kim looks into his eyes and she kind of comes to realize yeah. at the same time that we basically come to realize that all oh, yeah yeah we know who this is the killer stumbles outside while all of the rest of the high school kids are out Mm -hmm. there and the cops are out there. Yeah, it's funny that the uh, kids are kind of swarming the police officers, I guess, to get get their story out. But at the same time, the police officers need to get inside and get (laughs) the killer. That's right. But luckily, they do a wide berth shot uh, as the killer's making his way through... He collapses, yeah. though, and Kim's like, no, don't kill him, don't kill him. Yeah. 
And this is when we get the huge reveal that the whole time it was Alex, the brother. And the funny thing is that apparently there was a scene put in for the TV edit of this movie where, and if you couldn't gather from the matching shirts at the beginning, that Alex and Robin were twins and yeah. blah, 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 because Alex is wearing like lipstick yeah. he's wearing the mom's lipstick yeah, yeah. from earlier yeah and, and it's um, weird yeah yeah because like there is like the flashback like really quick i mean it's lightning fast of him standing by her body yeah um and and, and then he's just like as he's like crying to kim who's also crying mm-hmm. um he's just like they killed her <clears throat> And then he dies. Yeah. I was I was just so confused by the lipstick. Yeah. I was like, why is this a thing? And so shoehorned in. It was very shoehorned in. Like it could have been something hinted somewhere besides us Harley seeing Alex. That's right. Well, and okay, like obviously the end. And yeah, I agree. Like the thing is is to use another slasher popular slasher example sleepaway camp yeah at least though not great Mm -hmm. at least they do a decent job at setting up the concept of the grand reveal at the end yes of why why what happens happens. yeah Yeah. what they did this is completely out of nowhere also i realized that it is very unresolved as far as what happened to kim's dad yeah, so she was looking for him. Yeah, because he just did. suddenly disappears. Yeah. Which, like, for a while there, I had figured that Kim's dad, or maybe both Kim's dad and mom, were, were actually the killers. the killers. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, hack-a-lantern. Yeah, since mom's having the weird mental break about the yeah. lipstick, I think that that was supposed to be some sort of red herring yeah. situation to um, show she's a little unhinged. So as far as verdict goes, it's a fine movie. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. fine. It's, fi- it's fine. Listen, it's fine. I wanted breadsticks. You brought me rolls. It's fine. <laughs> there's some <laughs> There's some good moments yeah. that are definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, I would say it's worth to check out just to see uh, one of Jamie Lee's like early roles. So this is I would compare this to because, of course, she's on the cover and stuff and she mm-hmm. is a main character. Yeah. But I kind of look at this the same way as I look at um, Jennifer Aniston in um, in Leprechaun. Right. Where it's just like, yeah, she's in it. But I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um. You know, this movie sets a lot of idea standards for, I mean, there's so many movies that wouldn't exist if this movie didn't exist. Yeah, uh, because as I said before, it's such a cult classic. Like everybody knows this movie and a lot of people actually uh, reference this movie as an inspiration for their own. so. So yeah, I can't like discount that by any means, but I just feel like, you know, again, Slaughter High return to return to horror high mm-hmm. hell night um yeah there's those... other there's other slasher films that i think that are not as popular that i think do this story better yeah i i totally agree with that and like i don't it, know if it... this was like going to set up a halloween or a friday the 13th or like i don't know if this was intended to be mm-hmm. a series because it does have sequel it yeah. has a sequel and it also has a remake yeah. From 2008, which I have not seen. I have not seen either, but I wonder if they put 
those details that yeah. we mentioned yeah. in there that kind of need to be said yeah. in order to make the story more compelling and yeah. make more sense for the drive. Yeah, because this this um, there is a big like it's just such a lackluster film. Yeah, like it's just like because realistically everybody's so kind of deadpan. Yeah, and there's just too many red herrings. Yeah, I think. yeah, and. Like, if they played it up, I mean, really made it ridiculous. Like, you know, because there's a lot of, like, horror comedies that are like this. We'll kind of, like, return to horror high and stuff. Mm -hmm. We have all these, like, red herrings and shit. If they would have cranked that up a little bit where everything, anybody could be the killer or something. Anybody, yeah. Then, (laughs) because, like, um, because I don't think I've ever seen this movie before, I had assumed that there was a good chance that that Kim might have been the killer. Yeah, yeah. um, To get revenge because of her, her sister. I never even thought about Alex because he's barely in the film. Exactly. Like, his whole drive was just to protect Kim, and he barely did that. Yeah. If he would have been in the film more, then that could have been a better twist. Mm-hmm. At least with, like, hack lantern you know, as as crummy as that movie kind of mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. Um, you still get that, like, forced relationship between the siblings. Yeah. You know, where there's never a moment where they're not talking. Like, that movie leans too far to the other way. Like, this movie doesn't go far enough mm-hmm. with the plot lines and stuff. And hack lantern is, like, just jamming it down your throat. Yeah. And and so, like... there, There's a balance that yeah, you can do. There's something in the middle that these movies didn't accomplish. And, and so, again, I get it. I recognize this being an influential slasher film and stuff because mm-hmm. it totally is mm-hmm. but definitely there's there's several others out there that do this story way better right um, obviously i mean you know halloween <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, like does it better like so i don't know if you decide that you want to watch this movie it is available flat out everywhere for free mm-hmm. yeah, i mean we're talking pluto Tubi, uh free v amazon crackle i never ever talk about crackle <laughs> um but that's that it's even on there it, it, you know so if you're if you walk long enough i guarantee you'll trip over the damn movie it's <laughs> it's flat out mm-hmm. fully available there is no excuse to to not be able to see this film if you decide to watch it that brings to the end this episode of podcast magoria our next episode is our q movie Q standing for Quicksilver Highway. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea about this one. Yes, it is going to be a surprise. (laughs) Um, Until next time, if you find yourself preparing for a prom and you may or may not be a popular person, I don't know, keep your wits about you. Keep that disco fever hot, hot, hot. And more importantly, you must stay spooky. Brains. Brains. Bye. You've been listening to Podcast Magoria with Autumn and James, starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis, produced by Taryn Westphal. With music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria Productions. And as always, stay spooky.